0: Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best-kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a mama on speed dial. So let's dive into it. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's Wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder. I don't really hear a lot of people talk about this, so I'm going to start the conversation. But I have found that the longer I work in marketing, the worse of a consumer I am. And that's not meaning that I don't consume. I definitely do. Definitely do. Um, My bank account says otherwise. However, (laughs) um, I just am not a good objective consumer anymore. I don't take anything at face value anymore uh, because I work in the space that is responsible for all of the things that contribute to us buying stuff. So here's what I mean. The other day I was in the supermarket laundry aisle um, buying a laundry detergent and I'm standing in front of three types of laundry detergent. Type A are the pods. We know and love them, right? Type B is in a green plastic container um, beautiful label. has some grass and like a clothesline and a blue sky. And there's a white piece of crisp fabric blowing in the wind. Gorgeous. And then type C is the same container as type B, except it's white. And the label is very simplistic. There's really nothing else other than like a logo, but a logo I don't recognize. So clearly off brand. And I'm standing there. I know exactly which one I'm going to pick already. But I dissect exactly why I pick it. So I look at the pods and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, name, brand, nice packaging, an innovative concept, clearly meant to save time. So it's super convenient. You kind of just like throw it in. You don't have to measure anything. You don't have to do anything. However, there is a lot less product in here. So you hiked up the price because it's convenient. And it fills a void. Okay, I see. However, we're not gonna be getting that one because we've already wasted our money on a ton of pods. So moving on. Um, the green one, type B. Mmm, I see what you did. I see what you did. Green packaging, trying to show me that you're environmentally friendly. Okay, girl, save the trees, save the turtles, except you're made of plastic. What turtles will you save in the landfill that you're thrown in? Hmm, I don't know the label. I mean, you're really trying to sell me a vibe. You're trying to sell me a lifestyle. You're trying to bring me into your world. You're really trying to tell me that these sheets are going to come out looking white as ever. They're going to be so crisp. They're going to be so just, oh my God, brand new. Okay. Maybe I will leave you there. You're a little expensive, but we're going to, we're going to just, we're going to put you on the back burner for a minute. Okay. Type C. Minimal thought into the packaging. However, the bottle is exactly the same shape as the green one. So let me turn the green one and the white one around to see the ingredients. Oh, same ingredients. (gasps) What? Oh, my God. Wait, is the white one a basically like off-brand private labeled version of the green one? So they're owned by the same company? Probs. Okay, well, um, in that case, I don't really see the point for like type A and type B because they're really just like focusing way too much on the marketing. So I'm going to get type C because I'm going to save some money and I don't really care what the packaging looks like because it's going to be in a closet. Nobody's going to see it. I'm not even going to look at it twice. I really just need something that's going to wash my clothes. And this one's going to wash my clothes as good as the green one. That's me buying laundry detergent. Okay. <laughs> Imagine how I buy other things. Um, it's wild. Like there, of course, the other day, the, here's another example. I was, I was buying, um, well, I was looking actually, I never ended up buying it, but I was looking for this dress that I saw in like a social media ad on Instagram as one does. For example, those, app ad- those ads are just I don't... They really... I feel like they know me way too well. Um, But anyways, I I saw this dress, Gorgina. It's from a company that... uh, At this point, like, everybody kind of knows. It was from Pepper Mayo. It was, like, very Princess Polly-esque type of dress. And I was like, okay, like, this is a social media famous company. They invested a lot of money into their, like, photography and campaign and, like, e-commerce shoot and everything. And my first thought was... I'm going to go see if I can find it cheaper because I can bet you that that's from a wholesale retailer that like 500 other brands bought from. Like I'm bound to find this dress somewhere else. And I did. I found it from like, I think it was Shop Cider or something like that. Like it's basically Shein's cousin and they don't invest into photography whatsoever. They like basically put up a product shot and some of them don't even have models (laughs) wearing the outfit. And the dress was like Twice as cheap as the one on pepper mayo and that was like that was me i'm like oh marketing's too good gotta go find the gotta go find one where the marketing is not as good so i can like save some money um and that's because you do pay like quite a bit for marketing if a brand is doing campaign shoots like that's going into the price of the garment and that just that information just comes from working in the industry um And I think that brands want people to be um, the consumer that takes things at face value. And usually most people are. And that's because like, well, one, like most people don't work in marketing and like you don't need to. It's fine. Um, (laughs) It's OK. Sometimes I'm jealous of people that don't work in marketing that can just like buy stuff. But anyway, um, they want you to take things at face value because – Well, sales wise, it benefits them, of course, but also because people tend to be very trusting of brands in general. Like we think that because somebody created a brand that they have our best interests at heart. There's some weird psychological connotation between brands and the trust that consumers have for them thinking like, well, you know, you took the time to create this product. You took the time to like market it. You took the time to create a business like you have to like have our best interests at heart here. Um, Or, like, if it's a celebrity-founded business, then usually you, like, love the celebrity so much that you're going to love the brand, maybe look over some of their oversights, etc. For example, Savage X Fenty um, recently settled a lawsuit that was filed against them by some of their – it was, like, a class action lawsuit, I believe – that was filed against them by some of their, like, VIP subscribers. And if you don't know, Savage X Fenty has a very similar – business model uh, to like fabletics where you have to subscribe to actually like get access to their products and it's like low-key kind of a pyramid scheme because girl I tried one time many years ago and you can barely get you gotta sell like an arm and a leg to get out of that subscription it's crazy like they will literally do whatever they need to do to convince you to try to stay um, but anyway, so when you get – when you subscribe as a VIP to subscribe at our Savage X Fenty, um, you essentially unlock what I think are wholesale prices. Um, so there's, like, no retail markup. Um, and then you you subscribe. So you get, like, a package every single month. It's a monthly subscription. However, the class action lawsuit that they settled for, like, one point something million dollars was about the fact that these – VIP subscribers that sued the company stated that they had no idea that this was a recurring subscription that was not clear or there was like some misleading marketing around that. Um, So anyways, the company settled, but most people were even if they were charged. And they had no idea. They were probably like, oh, but I love Rihanna and I love everything she stands for. And I love blah blah. And Rihanna is part of the marketing strategy for the company. Nothing wrong with that. Like, listen, if I had a celebrity co-founder, I would do the same. So I get it. <laughs> but um it that was that's just like part of the the company strategy. Um and so another one i'm trying to i'm try, trying to think if i want to talk about this because i feel like the estheticians and like the the skincare people and the clean beauty people are gonna f- freaking come for me but um another one that i can't seem to ever get on board with and that's because i went down a rabbit hole savage x fenty i actually experienced like that was a re i was a customer at one point until i realized like oh my god this is a subscription what the fuck and then i like basically like cried to this to the chat agent and was like please let oh me god I can't do this but when it comes to like medical grade skincare I went down a rabbit hole and what happened was that I was getting a facial one time and the esthetician who funnily enough has a medical degree so like most of them I believe are, are like cosmetology degrees but the esthetician um, that was working on me actually owned the place and she had a medical degree she was like super passionate specifically about skincare whatever but i was interested that she actually like at the end of it was like pushing medical grade products on me and first of all that gives me the same ick as when people say like don't scroll on tiktok same fucking i'm like don't tell me what to do, bitch. Like, (laughs) I get that same reaction. So even if I was interested in your product or your video, I'm not going to do whatever it is that you told me to do just because you were, like, really fucking bossy about it. (laughs) Anyway, so she was pushing products on me, and I was like, I'm not really interested in this time. Also because medical grade skincare is expensive as shit, okay? And you when you, like, drop, I don't know, like $150 on a facial afterwards, you definitely... Like, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to buy like a, like a $75 moisturizer. I'm, I'm just, that's not happening. So I went down a rabbit hole afterwards and was like, medical grade skincare, like what the hell? Like, I'm very well aware um, that, you know, procedures like chemical peels and, and Botox and things like that, like actually do something for your skin and the look and appearance of it. But I was like, what is medical grade skincare? I'm so confused. And so I looked it up and realized, which I will actually also link in our uh, blog post by Lab Muffin. Her name is Michelle. She's a cosmetic chemist and a um, chemistry PhD and like overall science educator who has a really wonderful blog post about medical grade, clinical grade, like professional grade skincare. But basically I found out it was a whole load of bullshit. So Medical grade, professional grade, clinically proven, all of those terms are not regulated, meaning anyone can use them. Furthermore, a former friend of mine told me that clinical trials, when they say like, oh, this is like we tested it in a clinical trial, they literally could have done that clinical trial with just their employees or like friends of friends or family members. Like, they're not required at all to disclose who the fuck was in this clinical trial and if it was actually effective. So medical grade, professional grade, clinical grade, skincare, whatever, not regulated by the FDA. Also, at this point in 2022, since most skincare and beauty brands are owned by, like, the same four or five conglomerates, They all have access to the same ingredients. So the ingredients in medical grade skincare, and I say that because like there are most of these brands, because they're owned oftentimes by this overarching same holding company um, or parent company, they're most likely all using the same factories. Even if the, of course, the formulas that are being produced are different, they're ultimately, they have access to the same production facilities and thus have access to the same ingredients, Um, which is also how you may see competing brands release similar products, if not dupes of each other, basically, um, under different price points. Is because like things get leaked around, knowledge is spread, like you have an idea of what everybody's working on, the ingredients they're using. So they all have access to the same stuff. So medical grade, therefore, if produced essentially with the same ingredient kind of pool that they can pull from as a brand like Elf, then how are they really different except for the marketing? Uh, plot twist, they're not. Okay? Okay. But medical grade filled a void in the sense that, one, there was a target audience void, right? Maybe it's the type of person that can't afford to go get medical treatments all the time. Or maybe their insurance doesn't cover it or what have you. But they don't want to use stuff like e.l.f. Maybe they feel like they've graduated from that or like the CVS type of skincare, Or CeraVe, you know, Cetaphil, stuff like that. So they want something nicer. So medical grade kind of like filled a void where... They use all of these terms that reference pharmaceuticals, but because they are not drugs, they are not pharmaceuticals, they are not regulated by the FDA, they can't ever claim that these things are in fact true. So it's, that's why it said like, it's not said medical skincare, said medical grade. It's not said clinical skincare, it's clinical grade, right? Like, none of those things are actually regulated and they'll use terms that reference pharmaceuticals like they'll be like oh medical grade skincare that's sold over the counter all of those things you hear a doctor tell you when they're prescribing you a medicine right like oh this is the generic version and you can get it over the counter or like this this medicine like they're using terms that are derivative from the medical industry however It does not mean that this will actually replace any medical treatments or anything that a doctor can prescribe you, like Accutane, for example. So it's all marketing. It's crazy. It's kind of the same – in the same vein as like when you get – uh a body wash that's marketed to women versus a body wash that's marketed to men like the women's version is always more expensive because there's more investment into the packaging the scent is like bubblegum and unicorns whereas like men's is always like really boring and it's like fucking juniper and cypress which like by the way sounds delicious but even if it's produced by the same company the male's version is always the men's version is always um cheaper and that's because people know that women are more, more likely to overconsume in the beauty space and buy things because of packaging because of aesthetics because it's popular because it's viral because whatever so they're able to like hike up the price because women generally are a larger group of consumers make up a larger group of consumers within the beauty industry than men do why why must I work in the marketing industry? It makes buying things so much more difficult. Um, but the, there's a pro there. Like, you don't generally don't overconsume. At least I don't tend to overconsume in, like, the the skincare space. Or <laughs> the laundry space. But anyway, I probably should have put a spoiler alert in this episode. Because maybe some of you got here and you're like, fuck, Kate. I didn't want to know all of that. Too late, bitch. <laughs> That's all I have to say, but, yeah, I don't know why people don't really talk about this. I'm kind of curious if anybody else in the marketing world has these same struggles. I mean, you know wine, for example, is very easy for me to buy. I can buy any wine' I don't understand anything about wine, so I'm like, ooh, the label is pretty, and then that always ends up tasting shittier than the one with the ugly label. I don't know why that is, but anyway, I hope this was helpful and informative, <laughs> and I will also link um, michelle's uh, lab muffins blog piece about uh the myths of medical grade skincare so you can check that out for yourself if you're interested Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted to support the podcast please leave a review share with your friends and don't forget to subscribe Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted